Welcome to You Look Good, a podcast where we laugh and have a deep conversation while lifting each other up. Today I'm joined by Shannon. Thank you so much for joining. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Um, so I kind of have like this thing where I play a little icebreaker um, before. And I thought since we've done this already, <laughs> we would do a little Mad Lib just okay. real quick. Deal, deal. And it actually fits with us because it's puppy love. Oh, cute. I love it. Okay. So we'll do this real fast. Okay. Silly name. Uh, doofus. Adjective. Green. And then I'm going to make you read it after. Okay. Another adjective. Fluffy. Another one. Uh, heavy. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pink. Same silly name. Would that mean the same silly name the first one or? Yes, I think so. Okay, I'll just put doofus again. Um, plural noun. Uh, houses. Another plural noun. Um, another plural noun. Person, place, or thing. Uh, cats. Stay on the theme. An adjective. Cowhide. What? Cowhide. Because I'm looking at your rug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine. An animal. Lizard. Lizard. Noun. Tree. Another noun. Mm, chair. A plural noun. Uh, parks. Type of food, plural. Uh, churros. <laughs> Vehicle. Slug bug. <laughs> Article of clo clothing, plural. Uh, let's do, I'm trying to think of something funky. Um, jock straps. Oh, <laughs> Love jock straps. <laughs> um, same silly name, so doofus again. And then last one, verb ending in ing. Uh, jumping. Okay, here you go. All Read right. it for the audience. <laughs> Let's see what we created here. So this is Mad Libs Puppy Love. Doofus was a huge green St. Bernard. He belonged to a fluffy man who had a heavy, loving wife and two pink children. Doofus loved them all and would fetch the man's houses and guard the house against cats. And um, <laughs> cowhide burglars. Then one day he was bitten by a lizard and changed from a sweet, loving tree into a ferocious, evil chair. He tried to bite the parks and stole churros mm. from the kitchen. Darn. That makes sense. He trapped his mother in the family in the family slug bug and scared the jock straps off the father. <laughs> <laughs> but the family managed to escape. A lady dog came by and Doofus began jumping and winking, and he decided to leave the family alone. Love that. <laughs> Man, I think I, the the kitchen one made sense, right? A little bit. Oh, yeah. That he stole the churros from the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he locked the mother in the slug bug and scared the jock strap off the bother. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very multiple, you know, for that extra support. Perfect. Okay. 
<laughs> that was great. Um, so let's get into the deep dive since we did a little icebreaker. I want to know a little bit about your upbringing. What was challenge? Um, what were like some challenging parts of it, and what did you struggle with? Hmm. Well, I think my upbringing was maybe a little bit different than a lot for a few different reasons. Number one, we had a live-in like babysitter for uh, years and years and years. So we had two different women. They're from Poland, and so they lived with us and cared for us. You know, after school on weekends or not well on weekends, but just in general. So we had like an additional adult in the house. Uh, and then another thing is then when I was 12, my mom did a Fulbright exchange program and took us to Mexico. So I'm mm -hmm. sure that's how, you know, we speak Spanish together. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was actually something further, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but still okay. ties in, ties Perfect. in with everything. Um, so yeah, so I think those are some things that were a little bit different. Um, in my childhood than maybe most out there, but I think they really added to who I am as a person and also just different cultural values um, and seeing that there's so many different types of amazing people out there. As far as something I struggled with, I don't know, I'd say I was always kind of a dork in school. I wasn't, uh, you know, who I was today. I think um, I was kind of, people say I have ugly duckling syndrome. Oh. Um, so I was kind of a, a nerd and dorky and didn't really have a group to fit into. And then I think in high school when I started uh, to, you know, turn into a young lady, that kind of changed. So mm. um, probably just more of that, not feeling like I always fit in somewhere. And you're from New Mexico, correct? Yes, Albuquerque, New Mexico. How was like growing up there? Like versus living here in Texas? So I would say just different in the fact that I was actually a minority out there. I'm white, white as they come. Um, and of course, Mexico has a greater uh, Hispanic population. So that's actually one of the things I used to get made fun of for as a kid was being too white. And I remember in middle school, one kid wrote in my yearbook, I was so excited he was going to sign in. He gave it back to me. And he wrote, I hope you get a tan this summer. And I was, oh, wow. mm -hmm. so I've been, that was so devastating. Um, it just kind of blindsided me. And honestly, since then, I've had this weird um, kind of struggle or issue with always wanting to go to the tanning bed or always wanting to do that. Be so, like tan. Yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a good glow, of course, yeah, but sure. mine stems from trauma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember, I don't know if I told you this story, but. One time at Gold's Gym, this lady like said, why is your face so red? And um, ever since then, I've, I've been like wearing makeup mm -hmm. because like like concealer or just ever since that comment, it just like sticks with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And she, she said that like, I, I think she was just like trying to like, I was in the front desk. And so like, I think she just saw that like my face was like really red mm -hmm. and my, I do have like a red tone. Um, but she just said that. And then ever since then, like literally right after my shift, I went to Ulta oh. and I bought concealer and I was like, I'm going to like do this next time she comes in. She's like, Oh my God, your face looks so better. And I'm like, wow. Uh, you didn't need to say that. Now it's going to get stick with me for the red. And this is like, yeah. what? 2015, 16. Yeah, 16. So it just sticks, you know, like like what you said with the comment. It's yeah. like now you have this like 
thing that you have with you. Yeah, people don't realize that it only takes that one comment uh, to create a complex. Yeah, it's just an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, I guess since we're in the like topic of comments, um, what, like what other comment have you had that kind of stuck with you since? Um, I don't know. I think just being called weird a lot, like say people say, oh, you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. And it's just because I'd be my goofy, weird self, which I definitely embrace now. But of course, when you're younger, you're trying to maneuver middle school, high school, you know, complex social groups, et cetera, things like that can, again, sting and stick with you. So I've always felt that I was kind of like off the beaten path. Um, but I think that also just is something that you have to deal with as a younger person, uh, because now I'm very confident in who I am. I love being goofy. And I think that's one of the reasons my friends like me is we can mm. just have fun and be silly together. Yeah. Do you want to get married? Yes. How's, how's the love life going? <laughs> um, is negative a score? Can I go negative 20? <laughs> Nothing there. Anyone out there listening, I'm available. <laughs> She's super hot, by the way. <laughs> she loves, she loves to wear little clothing and look sexy and cute and bonita. Dress up outfits, everything. I, you can put me on a boat in a bikini or in a ballroom dress, you pick. Or a costume, you love a good costume mm -hmm. for Very like true. Halloween. Yeah. That's my that's my steez right there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, um, we're both really good friends. I'm obviously younger. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen today. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm his oldest guest. <laughs> no, um, Elliot was, uh, he's 41. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're young. <laughs> White sweat from brow. <laughs> and um, yeah, Sean's 30, 31 or something. I don't know. I think he, he's turning 32. I'm, I'm not 35 sure. now. I know. So you're, <laughs> but you're in the middle. You're perfect, not the oldest. Um, but yeah, so two things. Uh, one, what's one? piece of advice that you would give me at this moment? And two, what advice would you give yourself at my age? Okay, first part one, we've already dabbled in this a little bit, but is get your finances straight. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I like that answer because I, really, <laughs> I really do need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, it's not just you, it's so many people out there. I feel like maybe I'm an outlier. I definitely am more savvy with my money. I like to save, um, but our world is created to spend, 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 spend and instant gratification. But more so where this is coming from is because I work in real estate. And so I talk to people every day and it's very disheartening. Um, it makes me sad for people out there because they got themselves into these financial binds and they were younger mm -hmm. and it's now affecting their current life. Um, so it could be debt. Now they don't qualify for a home. They're paying yeah. a crazy outrageous interest rate on their car note. Uh, you can't even qualify for a rental. So um, truly, I would just say it sucks now, but you have to buckle down and make sure these things are right. Because if not, they will follow you till the day you die. And then you can't really have that life that you're like working for right now that mm -hmm. you're working towards. So I think that's, you know, not just you, but everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What, any, do you have like, any financial goals for yourself this year? I mean, I kind of like 
I do want to move out and have my own place, like an apartment, because mm -hmm. I've never lived on my own. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm like trying to do. But I also did get kind of like fucked over, like when I was like 19 with a. So I had a friend who got. So I had a really good credit score, and I co-signed an apartment with her, and mm -hmm. then she ended up. But she was like the the i was just a co-signer so yeah. she was like the main one mm -hmm. so she ended up kicking me out and then she um couldn't keep paying for it so she got evicted mm -hmm. and so but it still got to me yeah or it something defaulted like that. to you correct yeah um so i do have like a little bit of that and i'm like scared that it's gonna like transfer over to me trying to get my own apartment mm -hmm. so i've always i've always kind of just like lived with roommates or my parents but i've that's kind of like a goal for me to get like my own place yeah i heard this thing and it really like made me feel good about things and i think about you know big accomplishments i've made in the past and so i'll share it with you and everyone else but I saw this sign, thank you, Home Goods, you know, checkout <laughs> line. <laughs> um, and it said, um, everything is hard until you've done it. Mm -hmm. And so basically, it sounds like anything that you could be looking at seems like this huge project. It seems impossible to tackle. And you just have to chip away at it piece by piece by piece. And then the second that you're on the other side and you've actually accomplished it, you're like, hmm, wow, oh, cool. I can't do that. Yeah. So oh, I think that's that just easy. a good feeling. <laughs> That wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm on the other side of that yeah. shitty thing. Yeah, I I kind of went through that when I moved to Dallas. Um, it did suck. I was like really depressed, but at the end of it, I was like, oh, I wasn't. I don't know. I I think that just moving, you know, like out of Austin, was like scary. But then. Now that I'm back, I was like, uh, it honestly wasn't really that bad. Yeah. No, I remember when you told me you were going to do that and you're like, I just want to get out, try something new. And of course, that's how I ended up here. So I fully yeah. supported you in that. Um, and no, I thought your whole Dallas adventure was really awesome. And you were so independent and you found jobs and you made new friends. And then, mm -hmm. of course, even when I went to go visit you, you're like, this is the area. This yeah. is the neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, it was so cool to like have you show me the ropes up there. So Yeah, no, I, I did have like a good time but it just i don't know there was so many things going on mm -hmm. i didn't and it was like middle of covid too so i i feel like i've already i've said this on the another episode too but yeah it was crazy um so yeah what is your advice to your younger self um at 26 oh my god i think about this all the so time that's, that's, yeah that was a part two question <laughs> yes so my advice to my younger self um, would have been to get out into the workforce sooner than I did. I was a bartender by trade for years and years and years. Um, and that was part of me moving out here was trying to get out of it. I ended up going back cause it's always an easy fallback, mm -hmm. but I will say something that I'm still continuing to struggle with is people seem like they're like five or 10 years ahead of me. And far, as far as their careers, they're financial. I mean, I have people that friends that are buying houses, cars, they talk about their portfolio. Mm. And I'm like, I'm still trying to make it, you know, make rent and have some fun times and maybe take a trip once a year. Yeah. Um, so I think I kind even though I had a great time and I made good fast money bartending, I think I stifled myself as far as setting myself up for a longer -term career where I really got that experience under my belt. 
because I still struggle, you know, finding jobs because I don't have that experience or those specialties. Is um, like traveling. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but mm -hmm. like just circling back to Mexico, but what is your, what is your favorite part about traveling? Uh, I would say the people. And I know that probably oh. sounds cliche because everyone says things like that, but there are just so many different cultures and people out there. And truly I'd say the majority of places you go, everybody is so kind and open and welcoming. And, you know, they want to show you their town and city. Everyone's, you know, very full of pride from where they come from. So I think that's really cool when you, mm -hmm. it's those little pockets, like where somebody invites you in for dinner or you run into somebody in the street and they're, you know, willing to tell you about this awesome event that evening. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the people are just really awesome. Okay. So like we were talking about earlier, um, how is traveling in New Mexico? I've never been, and I'm sure everyone is always surprised when you speak Spanish there. <laughs> Porque eres una güerita. Güera, güera, la rubia. La <laughs> but yeah, how is it? Uh, so I personally love it. Mexico, as my friend says to me, it's mi otra país, which means mm. it's my other country. Um, I'm very, uh, I love Mexico so much. And I love traveling there. Again, everyone's so amazing. I know people get scared of the cartels and all this stuff, which, yeah, be careful. Mm -hmm. Northern Mexico has some issues. Um, but it's really great because walking around, people don't assume I speak it. So I've totally caught people like saying, oh, look at that girl over there. Look at her short shorts. Um, yeah. I just whip my head around and start like, talking. Get to them. Them. <laughs> Talking to them in Spanish. Get <laughs> Their jaws just hit the floor. Yeah. I bet that's fun. Yeah. I love doing that because sometimes uh, I speak Spanish too. But um, whenever I was working at uh, this uh, Tex-Mix restaurant, like, nobody thought that I spoke Spanish. And then they would be like talking, like like in front of me in Spanish, like, ¿Quieres algo más? <laughs> and they're like, <gasps> wait, you speak Spanish? And I'm like, si, que te puedo ayudar? Like, yeah. Have you ever had an experience where your Spanish has like helped you gain something or like how you've used it and it benefited you? I think that, it definitely benefited me when I was working at that restaurant, but because a lot of people underestimated me and I don't know why it looks like I don't speak Spanish because I feel like I'm like brown and maybe I'm just too, and they think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but people think that I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Like even at Bangers right now where I work, it's a sausage place and sometimes we get foreigners from like like the F1 and there's a lot of Euro Europeans and they speak Spanish and then they're saying like, he doesn't understand me like in Spanish. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, si, yo te, yo te entiendo. Como te puedo ayudar? And they're like, their eyes just like lit up and I'm like. And then they say, dos chicharron? Dos chicharrones? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that how you say sausage? Yeah. Uh, I thought chicharron was like pork thingy. I did? Like, I don't know. We'll Whatever. have to double check. I thought like chicharron, I don't know. I don't All know. All right, we'll learn something when we yeah. look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just think that people don't, I don't know, like with you, like I, it 
might be a different experience between me and you since you're white <laughs> and I'm actually <laughs> like Hispanic. Um, so I don't know, there's, there might be two exper different experiences, yeah. but it's, it's fun like knowing Spanish and being like, I'm understand, like yeah. I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and definitely, I mean, we're US is one of the only countries that we're people don't speak more than one language. Mm -hmm. When you travel, people know three or four. Mm -hmm. um, so we're definitely a little bit behind. US is behind the curve. You and me, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn um, French for sure at some point, but I don't know. I tried it and it wasn't really going well. It's really hard. French is hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just have one last question. Yeah. Where would you want to go? Or would you want to travel? Like, is there anywhere you want to go specifically? Yes. So I've traveled a lot in like South American countries, like of course, Mexico, Costa Rica, et cetera. Um, and then not a lot of people know this, but my cousins were raised um, in Cairo, Egypt. So I've been to Northern Africa and all over the Middle East. Um, but Traditionally, you know, when kids get out of college or, you know, save up a little bit of money, they go do like a Europe kind of backpacking tour. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. I've never been in Europe and it looks beautiful and it's so rich of history and just, you know, architecture. So my next plan, and I'm even hoping to try to execute it this year, would be uh, stop in Spain, Italy, and then finish in Greece and maybe spend two weeks out there. Oh, I think... I mean, I had my birthday, like mm -hmm. the Greece uh, theme. Oh, that would be so fun. Well, I'll let you know because what I think what I'm going to do is book my trips and then just tell people if they want to kind of like hop on and off parts of those, then we can just like arrange like rooms and such. So, because I mean, I know people can't take off all the time, but if somebody said, hey, I have five days, seven days to come out to Europe and then just kind of have people hop, up, hop on and off that trip. So that'd yeah. be really cool. That would be fun. Um, do you have anything for me? I don't know. This is an interview about you, but that's kind of all the questions I've got. Yeah. Well, speaking of travel, do you have anything planned for this year or? Um, I'm not quite sure yet. Like I said, I wanted to move out. So I kind of want to save money. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I would love to, like, I do need a trip. Yeah. I might have like a trip to... El Paso because I have family there mm -hmm. and that's why I kind of like I love that you're from New Mexico because I have family in New Mexico too like in that corner area of El Paso uh -huh. and I forgot what it's called Las Cruces? Rio del I don't know I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure but I have family because I have family in El Paso and then I have like if you just because it's literally like right next yeah. to it um, so it's like an hour drive um, so I have family in both so I've been trying to go visit my cousins over there. So maybe I'll just do like a little road trip. Yeah. Just hang out. Road trips family. are, yeah. That's always yeah. fun too. Cause then it's just you and the open road and you can jam all your music and yeah. podcasts. And it's, I think it's always good for mental health. You mm -hmm. can like work out through a lot of things in your head during a road trip. Yeah. And I'll take Ollie. Um, I have a cousin that has a house. So she welcome arms, you know, that's really nice too. That's yeah. always where you can stay for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's never fun throwing hundreds of dollars at a place where you just rest your head Correct. at night. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah. that sounds like a good, you know, summer plan and you're going to get a new spot situated yeah. and yeah, get some, you know, travel time in around the state. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got. Um, thank you for tuning in. Join us next time for another episode. My name is Abraham Alvarado and you look good. Thank you for joining. Thanks. You look good. Thank you.